Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and keys to your own soul transformation. Today I am most delighted to welcome Deirdre Hade, author of the not-so-little book of surprises and known as the mystic of Montecito, who will share much-needed tools for awakening your awareness of energy and offering choices for weathering the storms of this age of surprise. Hello, Deirdre, and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's uh, really an honor to be here, and I love the work you're doing. Well, thank you so much. It's nice to hear that. Deirdre, as listeners of Healing from Within have come to know, my guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the multidimensional aspects of our being as we hope for a clear understanding of duality as it affects our changing perceptions of self and the universe. In essence, we come to know there is no duality, no right or wrong, good or bad, just experience and the constant realignment to universal energy or creation, which is constant, loving, and gracious. And that makes all the difference in how we see life, how we feel, how we love, and what we contribute uh, the days that we have to spend in this lifetime. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Deirdre Hade shares her feeling that we are now at the greatest doorway that humanity has ever entered and where the unexpected has now become expected more often than not. Where does that leave us, our communities and world? We explore the storms physically and emotionally that have come to places like Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, and so on, and the fires recently in California, which burned literally right up to the hedges of Deirdre's home in the hills of Montecito. Let us talk about some of that and explore tools to navigate these events and coming challenges with hopefully resilience and trust in a bigger plan to all that is happening right here in the United States and worldwide, personally and collectively. Deirdre, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember an experience, a person or a place or a thought uh, that was important to them or may have been a recurring theme pointing them towards certain choices that eventually guided them to the life and work they do now as an adult. So think back. It all started then. It certainly did, and for me it really did start then. Uh, I had my first mythical vision when I was three and a half, and it uh, it was of a uh, of a truck running over our family tent where we were camping. It was this a cloud opened up in front of a big pine tree, and I ran to the tent and I grabbed my baby brother who was, you know, probably a two months old, and ran out of the tent. And just then, a pickup truck went out, ran over the tent. I heard my parents screaming. Of course, they thought uh, the worst. He was a, yeah. 
And then they found, they saw us when the dust settled, and they couldn't believe it. Uh, they couldn't believe what happened. Yeah. Um, and that was a family, uh, a fa- part of family folklore. You know, it's very interesting, but I was a very sensitive child also. And seeing and feeling things that were hard to explain to other people who didn't have a sense of it. And right. one day when when you just said that, this came back to me full force. I was about eight years old, and I was having lunch. We lived upstairs above a store, and I heard a big noise, and I ran to the window, and this truck was turning over. And this man was jumping out, and I thought he was okay because he jumped out. And and when I came home from school later that day, I must have gone a different way back to school, not past there. It was blocked Mm -hmm. off. I saw they were cleaning up the blood on the street, and I found Mm. out that he had passed. He was dead, but I saw him jump out. So I saw saw his soul leave. It's happened since then, and I, uh, Mm. as an intuitive healer and medium, uh, Mm. get information for people. But I didn't understand. Of course, nobody else did, and maybe I didn't even express it that way. But when you just said that, see, a life had to go upstairs. That's what I call where we go when we Uh leave from the body. But he was okay, too. And you saved your brother because you had a premonition, a rapid vision, and that's how it was meant to go. All these things that happen to us are meant to happen exactly as they do and to eventually uh, many of us use these gifts to help ourselves and others understand the reality of life and the many, many spiritual gifts we each have if we only allow ourselves to open up to possibilities and don't let the ego, as we were talking about earlier, uh, shut us down and give us uh, a perception of life in a way that's not real. What you and I experienced was real. Was real. It was real. It was real. And people might tell us at that time, because we were only children, that it wasn't real, but it was very real. So let's go on. Yeah. So let's go on, Deirdre. Let's fast forward and tell us about the nonprofit organization, the Foundation for Radiance, which has worked closely with the Prison Association of New York and Nuevo Aman Acer for women rescued from abuse and sexual slavery in East Los Angeles. You know, I'm from New York, but I have a son living out in California, mm-hmm. and I travel back and forth there. So I'm interested in... Um, knowing some of the problems that you're experiencing in California now. Well, thank you so much for asking. The Foundation for Radiance was really set up to bring the healing tools of working with energy, working with uh, qualities of prayer to uh, empower people in trauma, to to give them the power, the light to overcome Mm. Uh, those inner obstacles, and um, it's just been a joy to to be a part of this experience and share, you know, this work in the various places that we we have shared it. I've seen 
incredible transformation, incredible results. Um, but it is, I'd have to say, uh, we are um, what uh, what we do is rather an underground movement, meaning that um, you know most of these places you can't come in and say this is what we're doing because it's so far out of the box of what they accept. Mm, so, I so we usually just uh, put it in different words, but ultimately that's what happens is we uh, go well, in. I commend you. I compliment <laughs> you on any way that you have to bring spirit and healing yeah. to any place that needs it. You know, I did hospice work for eight years. Oh, well, they really had no idea what I was capable of and Reiki energy healing mm-hmm. and uh you know, messages for people. So I quietly, when I visited rooms, you know, I wasn't, I was just mm-hmm. supposed to sit and listen. So I'd sit right. and listen and they'd say something and I'd ask them a question and they, you know, we'd sooner or later get to what they needed to hear that, uh, that the transition, the crossover would bring them closer to many people, uh, that were already there and that they loved and there was nothing to fear and, you mm. could see, however I did it, it was different all the time, but it was wonderful to be part of helping people know the truth about their spirit, their energy, their soul, real life, life beyond here, eternal life. Not in a religious sense, but in an understanding right. of yeah. how creation really is and how life works. And uh, I, I did mm. it like you did it, quietly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Qu- right. Quietly. But anyhow, let's go up to uh, an interesting story. At 17 years old, you had a chance meeting with Joseph Campbell, the American mythologist and author of Hero with a Thousand Faces, who changed the course of your life. And, you know, I also interviewed another guest, Jean Houston, uh, who had the honor to meet him. And her show can be heard on... My website, CherylGlick.com, if people go to the radio link and go to February 2014, and they'll be able to hear a wonderful story about how she met with him and how Mm -hmm. it led her to the life she led, a very interesting life. Mm -hmm. So tell us, tell us about that, and do you think that meeting was random? First of all, I I know the meeting was at random. and second of all, it really did change the course of my life because he came uh, to Memphis to speak, and my parents were one of the professors that brought him. So uh, I listened to what he had to say in a big auditorium, and I had uh, I disagreed with certain things he said. I didn't agree with him. Uh, and afterwards, I got to meet him with about five other you know, professors and there's me and uh, I was introduced and um, I don't know how the conversation started but I told him what I where I thought he was off well good because you're a mystic and an intuitive and a healer <laughs> and, and you were I young you were just yeah, giving him occur to me the truth that he was so famous that right I should not tell him what I thought so uh, that didn't occur to me I told him what I thought 
his eyes popped open and he thought, he goes, well, that's very observant. He goes, I'd have to say you're correct. So then we started talking and uh, we sat down and we probably, we talked for a long time about a lot of things. Um, And the gist of the conversation was I was speaking to him about um, loving to dance and being a dance, but also that I was going to be an anthropologist. Mm. And that's a course I was on, and I said, but uh, I got to really make you know make a decision which way to go, and I'm really torn. And he looked at me and he said, "Oh, you must dance." He said, "This is honestly what he said to me. Don't go into anthropology; it will ruin you. Mm. You have already found what every person who goes into anthropology." goes into it, you know, they're looking for this. And you're already there. Right, you had the gift. <laughs> so just, so dance. Yeah. Don't let it be ruined. That's what he told me, so. Ish. I told my parents. He was intuitive also. Told, <laughs> Joseph Campbell told me not to, and they were like, what? <laughs> they weren't so, well, so happy. That's all right. And they nodded. That's all right, that's all right. Yeah. Ultimately, we all do what we have to do, and even though people make, uh, you know, suggestions, it's ultimately our own decision. And even when we don't decide something, that's a choice too, yeah. right? Not choosing it, something it is. is a choice also. It's a choice. So yes. Either way, you cut it. Yes. So now you, you, know, you describe yourself as a mystical visionary. Let's tell our listeners something about what is a mystic. A mystic is a person who uh, has one foot fully grounded in an alternative world. You could say that that's the world of heaven, the world of angels, the Mm -hmm. world of the prophets, uh, also the world of, you know, other people who've passed over. Mm -hmm. Um, it's It's an alternate reality which a mystic experiences as, just as real as this reality. And so a mystic will also have the other foot fully grounded in this reality, and the mystic is uh, acts as an interpreter, uh, a messenger between these worlds. Yes. Uh, so the mystic uh, will have visions, will have real experiences of these other worlds mm-hmm. um, that people would say they're unreal because they don't have a real experience. The mystic will have a real experience. And then um, the mystic's job, and it's been the mystic's job since the beginning, mm-hmm. was to bring hope, uh, messages, clarity, mm-hmm. wisdom, uh, knowledge of the future, or meaning, you know, why something happened, to bring that to you yes. uh, for comfort and support. And with so truth. With, with truth. With yes. truth. So that your journey here on Earth Oh, so you don't have to suffer as much because you can understand. You know, one of my first teachers, Robert Brown from England, an international Mm. medium, and I had never had a reading, and Mm. I I somehow was there with him, and he said to me, you have your feet in two worlds. (laughs) Mm. So he just, he described it, Exactly, as you just did, 
and it took mm. me a little time from that time of having my own experiences and trying to put together the pieces of my childhood to understand what he meant from that. But you just described that very beautiful. You know, in my earlier years, I was seeking for truth and awareness. So I studied philosophy, history, and religion, and science. Then came spirituality and I and dreams. And they really were all leading me just to question the beliefs and training of my childhood so I could reclaim my spiritual gifts of feeling and knowing spirit experientially and using my intuitive ability mm. to communicate with spirit. So for many of us, it's a process, even when we have the gift, because if there is no one around to sort of say it's okay, you know, and they're guiding you to study other things, like your parents wanted you to go for archaeology, and your spirit needed to express itself in a more creative and beautiful and intuitive way, you see, we can waste a little time, let's say, but ultimately we'll get where we have to get. And in my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote about that and this quest. Mm. I wrote, in continuing our quest for personal truth, along with our goal to hear the whispers and experience the beautiful thoughts and sense the feelings of peace that may reside in our soul and body, a pleasant feeling of cooperation between body, mind, and soul can be achieved to bring about a future reality of substance. Well, there again, yeah. substance, the truth, the reality mm -hmm. of who we are, and that's mm -hmm. what we were looking for as children, and we already had it, but we still had to, uh, to help other people. Now, Deirdre, you have a poem in the book that reads, We are here as mystics. If you are here, you are a mystic. You were born a mystic and you will die a mystic. And there's no way you're going to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this thought is, if you have this book in your hand, you're here, literally, right. <laughs> on this page. Yeah. Because you're a mystic, and uh, the creation, the universe, wants you to know it, mm -hmm. wants you to wake up, acknowledge this, because you won't get out of it. You can't run away from it. No. You might as well dive in and learn uh, how to appreciate the gifts you have. And so then the rest of the book is really a book of, of, of wisdom and teachings of to meditate on, yeah. to open your mystical self. Um, I mean, I have in here, a uh, on page 50, I have a, um, a, a mantra that if you know, if you understand that mantra, you will enter into the kingdom within. And that's, this is about uh, bringing the six uh, directions in our body into the, the center point of our being. And I have in here um, the the, uh, the the messages from Mother Divine uh, mm -hmm. and what what she's here for to help you return to your brilliance. That the gates of reality are opening. Um, and the poem in the honey jars is the poem about the soul, the journey of the soul, um, and that the soul. The light of our soul is actually very far away, and our job is 
to call our soul's light to this reality mm-hmm. and to embody it. So we marry ourselves. And when you do this, you that is enlightenment, that's awakening, mm-hmm. and that is the true definition of ascension. You are filled with this divine light. So the poem is about the soul and the, a journey where the soul is called back uh, to the earth and meets a little boy. You know, yeah, I saw it. I embodies the soul. Yeah, I sort of feel that there is no uh, past, present, future, that everything right. is happening simultaneously in a creative flow of energy. That's why you gathered the mm-hmm. future that time to help your brother. And also that part of our energy is uh, watching and observing. And when we learn and share, we're sharing also with those in spirit. And it's a continuous flow of love and mm-hmm. compassion and learning. You know, I had a mystical, ex- I've had many mystical experiences, uh, but uh, I feel every time I do a reading for a person, mm-hmm. emerge with this guidance and love from spirit and angels and loved ones uh, that I'm having that. But when I took my second Reiki training class during the attunement process, mm-hmm. I actually saw and felt myself out of my body being lifted in Jesus's hands mm-hmm. and on another spiritual retreat in a group meditation because when you're with people who are highly attuned the energy is heightened so and yeah. I was in a meditation in a, in a group um, and this was in uh, California and uh, I was out of my body and I was swimming rapidly towards an island with these giant glass and gold top buildings mm. and I was thinking I can't understand how I'm swimming underwater without breathing apparatus so I'm mm. thinking but I'm there and it's actually happening and afterwards when I talked to the person next to me and told him he told me he had been in Mexico at an ancient site and he had the same out-of-body experience and the place he saw was Atlantis. So mm. there are so many connections and so many ways to experience the beauty of our soul energy and to understand uh, this eternal uh, life force and to stop worrying and being so fearful and trying to control and just to allow acceptance surrender to the beauty of life. So I, I did want to share, there was a page. Uh, you're telling about a program that has been presented at many healing institutes. And uh, I, it reads as follows, one of the pages in your book. The outer world is a holographic picture of your mind. You are separate from every other mind while you are a unique ray of light. This is the paradox. While you are separate from every other mind, you are at the same time one with every mind, every other thing in the universe. Your ray is so important and so needed on the planet right now, it is not possible to have a ray that is not needed. So when I read that, I also thought about a time when I met a healer, Carol, in um, Maine a few summers ago. And uh, 
she said to me, I'm so glad you're in the world right now because everyone here is needed. Do you know who your guide is? And I said, well, I think I know who my guide is, but I'm a little hesitant to always share it because people think you're being flippant or arrogant or Mm -hmm. whatever but you also wrote while at the same time that you are separate and you are different and you are one and the same with all creation now i know you have you have collaborated with your husband william arntz is that how you pronounce his name Uh arntz the creator and producer of the film what the bleep do we know and award-winning photographer andre balog on this book that we're talking about, the not-so-little book of surprises. And what do you want people to take away with them after reading and just absorbing and holding this beautiful book with pictures in their hands? Well, I want people to take away hope. Uh, And this book is an oracle book. It really is the kind of book you can read from cover to cover and go on your own mystical journey You don't even have to really understand everything, but Mm -hmm. energies are in the book. They're living. They'll fill you with this this light, with this experience. And you can also open the book if you have a question and just let your finger rest on a sentence Um, because it is a magical book, Um, and it is a book filled with the wisdom and the... uh, the healing energies uh, that I've been gifted to work with of the angels, archangels. They are always around us, and they will answer anyone's question. So if you have a question Mm -hmm. and you go to this book, you will perhaps receive guidance that you so desire. You will, because the book book is a a gateway to doorway. Right. So I want to thank you. Deirdre Haid, for sharing an insightful look at how to view this challenging, changing world through the eyes of surprise, acceptance, and love for life and being as it is, and for finding ways to know ourselves and create the world anew in loving, compassionate energy, feelings, thoughts, and actions. To learn more about Deirdre and to purchase her book, go to Deirdre Haid. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have explored the mystic within us all that longs for the beauty of connection to universal energy and guidance and to finding faith, peace, love, and unity within our heart that also beats within the continuous energetic oneness of life and creation. As written in Deidre and Williams' book, we read and see the pictures of universal light beings. The old paradigms are falling apart and people are grappling to try to find a way to pull them together. Someone has to be the glue to hold the space for the love of the beings of light, the Pistis Sophia, the Archangels of Light, the Ascended Master, to come and help us redeem our world. Because we cannot do this alone. We cannot. Our Creator, the Archangels and Ascended Masters, are praying that you begin to see beyond the veils of this world because when you can truly see, you will receive the access code and your key to enter in the alternative reality of oneness. And the Spirit Guides let me know they're working 
very hard for us now. So we need to stop the level of fear and worry and try to be true to our best feelings and goodness within. Deirdre, I picked this picture that I was just mm. talking about, and the message shared purposefully, as I often have coincidences of synchronicity through divine intervention with my very gifted authors and leaders in these transformational and expansive times. A few weeks ago, I attended a family wedding, and my cousin, who had recently lost her husband, asked me if I thought he and other family members were around us in some way. So, of course, I expressed my confidence that they were all there to share this event with us. I closed my eyes, and I asked for a sign or message, Then, but it was too noisy. Then we took a cell phone picture of the family, and I immediately saw in the upper right-hand corner in a window the exact angelic light form that is in the drawing in your book, the not-so-little book of surprises. The exact room with with all the angels and the colors of the chakras and the same same exact picture. Listeners can go to my website, go to the events link, and hit it, and you will see this picture. And then go to Deidre's book, and you will find the same beautiful image that Spirit has given us. Deirdre and I want to thank all our listeners for being open to accessing the wisdom, love, and truth of our eternal essence. And as we see more and more participation by those in spirit who join us on our journey of life here in the physical world of nature and beyond in the world of light. We want to know they're there. I know they're there. Deirdre notes. So many of our listeners know, and we have to continue to trust that. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to authors visionaries, mystics, energy workers, scientists, spiritualists, educators, psychologists, and people from all walks of life as they search to find peace and understanding through truth and higher consciousness. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.